This is Culture Matters in Malden, a new podcast that explores culture and arts as a lens to discuss important themes relevant to the Malden community. My name is Osa Schwab, co-host along with Poppy Shampoo for this episode of Culture Matters in Malden. We are speaking with Jean Apollon, co-founder and artistic director of Jean Apollon Expressions, a contemporary Haitian dance company centered in the Boston area. I met Jean several years ago while on the prowl for artists, performers, and other creatives living in Malden. I discovered the profile for his dance company and was delighted to notice his address was Malden. I was also taken with the mission to create hope and healing through Haitian folkloric dance. I feel so fortunate to know such a creative spirit who combines intense rigor and diligence in all he does with a kind of deep and expansive caring that builds community and quite possibly saves lives. Today, our conversation, of course, builds around dance as a cultural bridge, a channel for healing, and a great metaphor for authentic identity in today's global community. Jean Apollon, Poppy, and I welcome you to Culture Matters in Malden today through Zoom in the midst of this global moment of COVID-19. Welcome. Thank you so much. I thought we'd start at the, the core of your life today and rooted in dance. When you say the word dance, what is that for you? What, what does it mean to you? Dance to me means life. Mm. It's, like, it's like oxygen. It's like breathing. It's like mm. the purpose. So dance to me really have all this meaning of like life, oxygen, purpose, and also hope. Because without dance, I don't think I'll be hopeful. Without dance, I don't think I'll be alive. And without dance, I don't think I'll be who I am today. You talk a lot about the healing part. And also dance has become a way to have an identity here in the United States and then to sort of bridge Mm -hmm. culture. So how does dance bridge these two cultures? To me, it's a process. It's a Mm -hmm. process of how to really kind of share authenticity of what your culture is about and be able to really connect with, you know, foreign, I should say foreign and myself, I call, you know, people who's not from my country, my neighbors, because they become my family also too. And the way I learned my dances in Haiti, I try to really talk about the authenticity and where it comes from to make people really understand the depth of what I've learned and what my culture is about. Because until they don't understand it, they're not connecting with it. And for myself to have the chance to connect with the American culture, I have to really learn and study the culture. And when I've done that, it kind of helped me overall to really understand what it is and the beauty of it and also the story of it that I can also share it to my own people in Haiti that who doesn't know anything about America. Right. What does your heritage mean to you? Like, how does it, why is it so important um, to be able to showcase your heritage through your creative and your creative process? My heritage is my identity. Because, you know, I don't think I would be, I don't think people will find me interesting if I did not really understand or if I didn't really know what my identity was, my heritage was. So really 
when I was a young kid, I can tell you I was so afraid of drums. Hearing drums, I was very afraid of it because in my country, you know, my family, my parents were like, you know, this is bad for you and you should not be connecting to the drums. So there were a lot of fear into what my heritage was because of a lack of education also too. And also because we grew up in a country who've been oppressed for many, many years to slavery, to many other, you know, occupations that we have. So we have a lot of suppressed, you know, culture and being able to really kind of like understand my culture and be able to really share it with people and let people know the truth about it. It kind of makes my story interesting. And also it makes my heritage become very interesting. So my heritage to me, it's my identity. And I love to share it with people because most of the time, if people doesn't know about Haiti, I let them know what, what Haiti is about and what we do in Haiti and what kind of food we have and are we dance for, you know, celebrations? Are we dance for, you know, grief? So all these things is part of my, you know, my heritage that I love to share with people because coming into America, I never knew there was something as barbecue. <laughs> it's until I moved to America, I know about barbecue, you know? So to me, I, I thought, you know, when I came here and I'm like, oh my God, you know, maybe barbecue, it's, maybe it's a black culture only. And when I saw mm -hmm. that white folks do it also too, and I just mm -hmm. really started to ask myself, oh, wow, this is a very beautiful culture to see like, you know, around July, June, July, you know, until like, you know, September even, people just like have their grill out and everybody's barbecuing. So I didn't know the wow. purpose of it until I really understand that it is part of the heritage of of United States, even like, you know, celebrating right. the 4th of July to me, when I first came into America and being on the river next, you know, on, in Boston, watching thousands of people with like flags in their hands, it just brought me a strong memory of when we used to celebrate our flag day in Haiti also too, which is May, yeah. four, May 18. And the way yep. we used to be so proud to have like everybody would be like buying a flag and trying to put it in front of the house or holding it in their hands like like we do in America. And to me, I've seen like there's such a parallel into the you know into our cultures, into our heritage that we are so proud of. And I just feel like you know it's something meaningful that we have to to share, and also we have to understanding. coming from Haiti, moving into America, just uh, like you touched upon it a little bit, but like, how was that an easy transition? Was it difficult? No, it was very difficult. It's still difficult. It's difficult for me in a, in a very, in a very good way, because, you know, I grew up in Haiti until the age of 15. And now being here in America, it's still overwhelmed because I miss my country so much. Because I miss Haiti, I miss, you know, I miss really my culture, you know, and, and overall, and I just miss being home. But at the same time, I feel very safe and very, very comfortable here. Because in America, I have my, you know, my career is, is moving up and I have a lot of opportunities in America. But I really do miss my country. I miss like hearing... Waking up in the morning, hearing the voice of the roosters. 
hearing like, you know, chicken around, hearing goats around the house. So all these things like, you know, meaning like, you know, miniature things I, I could say for other people, but they mean a lot to me. And all these things just like, you know, being, it, it is part of my heritage. And I really feel like the transition after almost 30 years is still very hard mm-hmm. because I just always feel like I'm home, but I'm not really home because I have a wow. place where I grew up and I, and I studied and I have family who still live there. And there are things that I want to buy and, you know, from Haiti that I cannot find here. So still there is a, there's a big gap, I should say, between Haiti and the U.S. Of course, we're trying to really live in a global world, which is a beautiful idea to be global. But in the same mm-hmm. way also, too, we do not want to lose our identity at the same time. Because mm-hmm. just because I'm, you know, I want to live globally, I, I do not want to lose my spice. describe when you heard drums from was it in Cambridge or somewhere you heard yes. drums and then it drew you to this uh, place and um, and then you sort of got hope that oh well maybe you know I can sort of explore a piece of myself here and um, what is drum what how does drum drums and the beat connect with dance and culture, Haitian culture. What is the, what is the connection there? It is strong. It is a strong connection. And hearing the drum, it kind of like really tells you, it's kind of a language. It's like really, when I hear the Haitian drum, it's kind of like I know that there are people from Haiti definitely beating the drum or somebody who's been in Haiti or somebody who really, you know, understand Haitian culture. And to me, when I heard that drum first, at the dance complex in 1993 when I first moved to America, I was like, oh my God, ah, there is a hope. Because of course I left my country, but you know, I still you know, feel like I can be connecting you know, with my country by having drummers, Haitian drummers playing drum. And I felt like I can still pursue my folkloric you know, culture in another country. Because when I left Haiti, I was devastated because I was like, oh my God, maybe I will never dance Haitian folklore anymore. Maybe I will never see a drum anymore. And when I heard it at the dance complex, and I felt like, wow, there is a God. Because if I can hear the drum all the way now, leaving Haiti and crossing all these waters to be here, and now I can hear the drum again. And I really felt a sense of healing because I really felt like I was alone, even though I moved here to live with my mom. And I moved from Haiti with my two brothers, my two younger brothers. I really felt very alone because I really didn't know where I was going to land. And I didn't know where, you know, if I, when I landed in Boston, you find similar things that I'm used to. And really it was a miracle when I heard that drum. And since then I was like, okay, there is a purpose for me to still continue dancing and still have a dream to be a, a performer. And hopefully I can teach my class and in, 2000, in 1995, I ended up staying, you know, in the same studio and starting to teach my own dance, you know, culture of Haiti. And since then, I've been teaching at the same place. Of course, I moved to New York, but I was always traveling back and forth from New York to Boston 
to teach the class. Even when I used to go to Europe for, for work, I will be making sure that I'm leaning back in the United States on Fridays so I can go, come into Boston to teach my class on Saturdays. So it's been, it's been since 1995 until now, I'm still teaching you know, that dance class on Saturdays at 1.30 at the dance complex. So that brings up a thought in my mind about people experiencing Haitian culture through their body, being in the class, because I know tons of people come to the class, they're not Haitian, they're all kinds mm. of nationalities, but they're getting something in that experience that is changing them. So what mm -hmm. is it? Is it the drums, the dancing, this sort of something, some spirit that... I think it's all this thing that you described. And that to me also, too, I feel like as a teacher, you have to create that space for people to feel like they can experience it. Because coming from Haiti, Haiti, of course, I studied a little bit of basic ballet in Haiti. But when I came to the United States where there were real professional ballet schools that I attended in, in, in New York at the Joffrey Ballet, when I used to go to New York City Ballet to take classes, going to Europe to really see fundamental you know classes about you know basic ballet how it's done i was so deeply connected to it and i was come from haiti and people were like how can you really connect to ballet because this is something that you never really used to and something that you see on tv but it's something that i really wanted to study because when teachers who are really in-depth and professionals about the craft teaching it to you and really allowed you to explore in it, I think that really create a space for you to, to be connected. And I think that's the same thing I try to create into my class. The same experience that I have with foreign dances that I've learned, like Horton that I've learned at Alvinelli, or Graham that I've learned also to in New York, Martha Graham technique that I've learned in New York. And when you see the truth, when you see the true dance, because sometimes people are like telling you, when you really go to the masters and really find what the truth is about, I think it makes you feel, no matter where you come from, you feel like, wow, this is something amazing because now I'm getting the real in-depth you know, details about what to do to really achieve, achieve this dance. So I think that's what I try to create. But also, yes, you are right about the drum also too. The drum really is captivating. The movements are captivating, but you really need to find that teacher or that mentor who can really create the space for you to be feeling free to share and also to express yourself. Because otherwise people might hear like good drumming and the teacher just sit down and not even creating that space and they end up being like, oh my God, I don't know what to do here. Maybe I should go home. Maybe I should not spend that $15. Maybe I should go home. So I try to really be very mindful about what I was taught and the way I was taught to really share the same experience to people who's coming to my class. That is such a wonderful description. Um, it reminds me Absolutely. of my son who's trying to learn uh, uh, physics and uh, calculus. And he says he wants to understand it intuitively, like so that it's yes. part of him. And that's mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Like you have yes. this this ma uh, mastery of the skills and the technique, but also the heart and where it comes yes. from, like the origin yes. of it. Yes. Do you think it was important for you to have gone through the process of training as a performer and then also being a choreographer where you're taking that skill and creating something new 
are those a, a crucial piece of being able to teach it in the way you teach it? Yes. Having gone through all this training and to all these different steps in life really helped me to be open up enough to just say, okay, I want to share what I've learned and I want to share it with people. Because I experienced a few friends of mine and teachers of mine that who always used to say, I'm going to give 30%, but I'm going to keep the 70% to myself. And to me, I never wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very shocking because growing up in a country as Haiti, a lot of the time people feel like they don't want to give a lot because they always feel like they're not getting anything back. So they're not going to give 100% of themselves. And that's just why the country of Haiti is in the crisis that we are still now because people never really trust to share 100% of themselves. And to me, when I started to teach, I'm like, no, whatever I've learned, that's what I really want people to know. Because now I can talk about my teachers or my late teachers who taught me Haitian folklore, like Viviane Gauthier, like uh, Emirate de Pradine. There are so many other famous teachers of Haiti who, you know, who've done so much for Haitian culture that I had a chance to studied with and they were always true to to me and to other people that was learning the craft and that's the same thing i want to do because i do not want to teach it in a way to say like i'm going to give 50 percent i'm going to keep the rest of the 50 percent for myself because i don't want people to know everything i will never want to do that but to me i think finding those teachers that i had the opportunity and the grace to, to you know to to learn from and being able to really do the same thing now and I'm, i want to do even more Whatever they did not even finish with me, I want to do all these things that they did not finish with me. I would like to do it with the people that I'm teaching now. Young kids, adults, professionals, people who doesn't really want to use dance as a profession. I want to really share everything with them so they can really be all around, like your son said, to be really connected to the core of where it comes from so they can be able to even talk about it. If they cannot dance it, they can even talk about it. I love how you talk about, you know, the influence that, you know, others have had on you and um, read it up on your website. I know that it said something about Afro-Haitian dance has had a major influence on modern dance. So I was just hoping maybe you could expand a little bit on that, too. I definitely, you know, definitely love, you know, what you just said, because when I came to, I mean, of course, a lot of teachers in my country, like when we used to, you know, jazz and you know and street dance is something that we didn't know when we were learning it in haiti a lot of teachers who came from jamaica canada or even united states they will tell us like you know afro dance you know have a lot of influence into modern and contemporary dance and you know all over the world and i never understood that until when i moved here and when i had my scholarship to go study at alvin Ailey. and when i got there Studying Horton, I just really saw a lot of, you know, of my aesthetic influence into their technique. And I'm like, oh my God, this is from Haiti. And not knowing <laughs> that most of those masters also today traveled the world to study because Lester, Lester Horton, who created, you know, the technique Horton, studied a lot about, you know, Asian tradition and also Indian Native American um, tradition, coming from America and go, traveling a little bit around the world, I really saw the 
influence of Afro cultures, pretty much in jazz and contemporary, the fluidity and the isolations, they come from a lot of Afro, you know, centric, you know, techniques. And to me, I, I, I was very pleased and proud to know as a black man, you know, there are a lot of my culture who, you know, who influenced the world. Pretty much, you know, seeing jazz, you know, in America, the way jazz has a great influence pretty much in everything in America. And even when I'm listening to classical music, you know, when you have Tchaikovsky mixed with some kind of jazz, you know, with so many other things, to me, I think like there is so, such a connection between each other. And that's what really I'm very proud of. But the influence with Afro culture that I've learned at Alvin Ellie really kind of made me feel like, okay, I should be very proud of my own heritage because I seen that there were a lot of it at the Alvin Ellie school when I went there. That makes me think of how jazz came from blues, which came mm -hmm. from, you know, the singing, the, the, the slaves came up with these songs. And mm -hmm. in the most difficult, unimaginable circumstances, you have this expression that now is mm -hmm. all over the world. That whole sense of resilience, um, I know, is so much of what you're about. Talk to me about how, you know, how you see dance as this vehicle for helping other people process pain and not running from the pain, but using some dance mm -hmm. in this case yes. as an expression or to work through it. Mm -hmm. And then coming out on the other side, resilient and healing. Since I suffered the trauma that I suffered in my country, losing my dad through major violence, you know, because my father was killed in 1991. First person to be killed and serving, he served his country for over 20 something years. And to just one morning like this, to just see that my dad was gone and we didn't, couldn't even find his body because his body was pretty much burnt and cut up in pieces. So since after suffering this trauma, I felt like one day I hope to talk about it one day because we were very close to my dad. Me and my brothers and my entire family were very close to my dad. So when I came into America, when I started dancing, I always, of course, have this spirit guiding me. Because one dream I had when he died, the day that he died, I saw him coming to me and the trauma that he suffered. And he said to me, I'm so sorry that, you know, that I, that I, I did not listen to you, know, to you and your mother. And, you know, now I'm not here, but I'm going to be with you for a long time. And that's what we, I had in the dream clearly. And since then, I really wow. felt his presence. So wow. when I became now having my dance company, I said, I would like to really talk about the trauma that I suffered. But also understood that other people have been through so many trauma. Because since I've been teaching and going around the world, I really always connecting with people, other teachers or other dancers who suffered from so many other trauma of their own. And going back to my country also to, to see like other kids who suffer even worse than me. Some of them who suffered from, you know, post-earthquake of Haiti. There are a lot of kids who lost all their families and they are the only ones survive. And all this, I just felt like, you know, I wanted to create 
a production. But when I wanted to create that production, every time I talk about it, most of my dancers and my colleagues couldn't understand yet what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I would like to really talk about, you know, some tragedies and blah, blah, blah. But they were like, okay, Jean, but you're working about other projects. Why don't you wait when those projects are over and you can talk about what you want to talk? And finally, maybe five years ago, I sat down with one of my colleagues from my dance company. And I said, I would like to create something called Traka. And Traka in Haitian Creole means trouble. So I really saw now the world in general is suffering from mental stress. Not only mental illness, but mental stress that majority of the world suffering. And a lot of the time, you know, I, I started to use therapy maybe three years ago because I didn't know. I thought like, you know, go to a therapist meant like you were crazy. So I was always avoiding that. Yes. You know, like coming from, you know, country like Haiti, because we never, we never yeah. had therapy, never knew about what therapists, you know, are about. So when I went there and the therapist was like, no, you know, you, you know, sometimes when you talk about your issues, you really help. And I'm like, yeah, I talk about my issues before and I dance about my issues, but why do I need to talk about it every day? And she's like, the therapist that I had that time, she said, no, it's not talking about every day trying to have people pay attention to you only, to you only. but it's a way of really facing the trauma that, 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 that you witnessed or that you suffered from. And since then, I really thought like Kaka will be the best project that I can really feel I can go to a community and really connect to that community because sometimes we thought kids who are refugees from Africa, from Iran, from so many other countries. And I felt like those kids were just like me when I first moved to America. They were very reserved. Even though some of them didn't, you know, spoke English, they were still like very, very careful to, to, to connect with other people. They were very shy about, you know, trying to really let themselves go and connect. So that really reminded me of myself. When I first moved here, I was looking at people as they were my enemies. Speaking on, you know, your traumas, and I know there's also been a lot of historical things that have happened in Haiti, earthquake, revolutions, all of those things. So do you create any choreography that kind of tells those stories? Yes, yes, I do. And Kaka will talk about overall trauma with earthquake, with um, coup d'etat that we have in Haiti, and with what I've witnessed in America and how I see mental, mental health in America or the world in general. It talks about, and now it talks really, it's just, it's not even funny, but it's just like two weeks after the virus became very popular and people talking about it. And we were supposed to do a residency at the BC in Boston and suddenly they canceled everything. We couldn't go anywhere to rehearse. So we all had to sit down at home and I'm laying down and somehow in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I should really also incorporate in something about the virus, about the coronavirus. And suddenly the next day I called one of my dancers who's my right hand. And I said, Megan, Megan, we need to talk. And she's like, what's going on, John? Don't go crazy now because corona is already, is already driving us crazy. Don't, don't drive me crazy. I'm like, no, I said, <laughs> I would like to really add uh, maybe a 15 minutes, you know, piece on top of what we already created about Taka. She said, oh, John, that would be very, I thought she was gonna be like, no, John, we cannot do any more choreography because we already had 
enough capacity of choreography. She said, no, Jean, that would be very meaningful. Let me know what you want. And that same night, around 11 o'clock, I saw her send me a message. 11 o'clock p.m. She never write me at that late at night. So I saw her wrote me a, a message and she sent me a link. She said, Jean, I was just going through some some music and I think this music will be perfect for the new piece that you're going to create. And she find a new soundtrack of some major movie that just came out and she sent me the soundtrack. And it, it's like perfectly connected to what I was thinking in my head about choreography for coronavirus. Crazy. And it's so crazy. I'm like, you know, that's an artist. I think as an artist, we have to really always feel comfortable when we think about things. Sometimes, of course, it can be very hard to be like, oh my God, can I really produce this? Now I'm learning a lot about meditation. Since 22 weeks ago, I've been meditating a lot. I knew about meditation before, but I never understood that meditation was part of healing. And it was part of a remedy for your body. So really through the meditation, I was like, wow, how can Megan can really think, can really see what I was thinking? Because the way she sent me that music, it's kind of like she saw every choreography that was in my head. And when I, when I received the message, I just started laughing. She said, why are you laughing? You think the music is crazy? I said, Megan, this is magical that you sent me that music because I was looking for something just like that. And she said, okay, just, you know, just start working on it. And now we haven't been able to go to the studios, but I've been using that music and using parts and creating things that I see that in writing about what I see that can happen for the coronavirus. And she was like, what are you going to call it? I'm like, I don't want to call it Corona because it's just going to be too, <laughs> it's gonna be too obvious, but I wanted to call it C-19. So that's what I will call the piece that was coming, going to be added into Traka. Through this coronavirus, one of the things that for me keeps coming up as a, a, a problem and a need is integration, being connected, feeling connected, working with each other, being with each other, and you know having one part of society be talking to the other, and how that is being revealed as a problem in our country, of course, but also you're seeing people come together to work together to make things work. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you and Megan are connected. Like you were connected, like mm -hmm. you had this idea, but you've worked hard to build that because I know mm -hmm. you talk about even the difficulty of when you share a new piece, sometimes you work hard to present it, and sometimes they're not like, oh, that's awesome. You know, they might <laughs> criticize it. They might like, and that's probably painful. So talk about how you've built this connective team and, and what's gone into that. It's been a process. And to me, it's really, it's really something that I really, truly appreciate. So it's just like, I feel like to me, I want to continue to create this, you know, this process because it is a hard process, like you said, because the criticism is not like they've been vicious to me about, oh no, this is not going to be good. It's just like really, Jean, do you really think like, you know, one time I created a costume and I, I did not know the costume was that bad <laughs> until I, <laughs> and it was the day of the show, somehow two of my days, I created this two pieces of costume for Megan and another male dancer of mine who came from South Africa 
And they just wore the costume and they stood up behind stage and looking at me like, are you really going to let us go on, on stage like this? <laughs> and I just like, oh my God, no, 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 no. Take it off. Take it off now. We're going to use something else. So I had to run. So to me, this, <laughs> this is the kind of relationships that we have as my dancers and myself as a choreographer or as the director of the company. But it is this kind of space that I want to create all over the place. And when you said also being able to be connected to this process of Corona, it's something very important because I feel like this disease came with a lot of viciousness, a viciousness of not even trusting your own family in your own house. Because I have my brothers who live other part of Boston. When they have to come and visit, we have to really have a huge dialogue about, are you going to stand up in front of the door to just say hi? And my mother can say hi to you because we, you know, we cannot really be comfortable to, with each other so much that we can just like come in and just give a hug or give a kiss. Because this disease is killing and it makes you very anxious. It makes you very disconnected in a way. And I really feel like I try hard to keep my community connected. That's why I teach a class Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday on Facebook for free. I have like a huge community of people who follow, you know, the classes and really kind of like make me feel like, wow, there's still human connection throughout all this madness, but there's still way that we can connect because disease, viruses and disease are, 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 are devastating. But as human beings, we need to be able to face the challenges, but also in a way to really find humanity in us so we can really heal ourselves and heal our communities. We are speaking with Jean Apollon, co-founder and artistic director of Jean Apollon Expressions. information about this and other episodes visit matb.org slash culture matters follow us on instagram spotify and soundcloud <laughs>